0: is
1: jesus in the everyday me and you the good news this the is this is the good the news, day news day station wcno palm city the civil government does not define your ethic as a christian That's critical that we understand that. And now maybe people will become more and more awakened to that. Hi, this is R.C. Sproul, and I hope that you are listening to Renewing Your Mind on this station every day.
0: Every day at 10 a.m. and p.m. on 89.9 FM, WCNO, Palm City.
2: The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21, all professional, for their underwriting support. (music)
1: That number again is
4: 877-853-7816. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 832 says. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Touch somebody and say you're coming into your yes season.
0: Somebody shout, it's my yes season. Mm-hmm. All of y'all shouting are gonna get it. Uh-huh. In other words, that thing you've been believing for and that thing you've been waiting for to manifest to come to pass in your life. Is getting ready to come to pass. Somebody say, it's my yes season. How many yes I mean, you know God wants to start using people that have been unknown? They ain't flashy, amen? People that have been in hidden places. And, and God's going God's to do it by the power of his Holy Spirit. And he's going to do it in his own strength. And he's going to do it with his own might. It's God's power anyway, isn't it? Come on, it's not your strength. It's his strength. I think sometimes we get in a place in our life where we just try to serve God in our own strength. But how I many know you got to have the strength of the Lord? you got to have the Holy Ghost if you're going to really serve Him because it's too easy to serve yourself. See, there are times that we believe if we can just sit by the right person or hang out with the right people or get in the right relationship with the right brother you know brother so-and-so if I just know brother so-and-so if I could just rub elbows with the with the right man of God or the right prophet or the right apostle then that would promote us in the kingdom and and get us to the place that we feel like we need to go how many know it's not by your kissing up to whoever it is it's going to get you to where you need to go it's by the Holy Ghost Listen, I want you to hear the heart of the Lord this morning. God is about to take you somewhere you've never been before, and you need to recognize this morning that great things are on its way for you. It's your yes season, amen? And big things come in little packages. That's good news. huh? You ain't got to go around having the best of the best to be able to get the best from God. A lot of the times, God has chosen himself in the unlikely, in the unknown. And it seems to me like everybody that God has ever called to do something great, he used people with substandard equipment. They were a little bit crazy or a little bit off. They had a problem. Come on now. That's good news for all of y'all this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. They in other words they didn't have a good resume. They had some hang-ups, amen. Their pedigree wasn't everything that it needed to be and, and and he chose to use them in spite of the folks that seemed to be so cool and seemed to have it all together and seemed to be so mighty. Isn't that how God's nature really works, amen? We've come to understand that in him that big things don't have to be big to be mighty. God can be mighty in small things. Amen. He can take the crumbs and heal a woman's daughter. Mm, he, can, he can spit in the mud and open up blind eyes. Come on, have you heard me this morning? I don't know about you, but there's been times when we've come to appreciate the, the teachers and the preachers and the prophetic people that bring the truth, you know, that, that get up and bring the revealing truth. And I recognize that long before there was a Bible and long before there was a preacher, how many know God was still preaching? Amen. Long before he had you, he was still spreading the word. Long before there was ever anybody to deliver the word, God was still preaching. Long before God ever used anybody to bring a revelation, before anybody had a handbook to preach from, before anybody had sermon notes to glean from, God was still sending the world a message, amen? In fact, the Bible says the heavens itself declare the glory of God. Hmm? That means that you can look up at the sky, come on somebody, you can look up at the sky at night or in the daytime and watch the sun come up and know that God's pretty awesome. Amen. Romans chapter 1 says that even God is able to speak to people that have never had a message sent to them because nature itself, creation itself, reveals the nature of God. It's a lesson of what God is like. We can see lessons of what God is like in all parts of nature. Amen. He's mighty like a mountain. He flows like a river. Come on, somebody. He's powerful. Amen. In fact, Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount used the natural analogy to prove the characteristics of God's nature. He says, do you not understand that if he clothed the lilies of the field, if he watches a sparrow fall from the sky, then all of these things are a message to you and I that he loves us more than that. Mm. How many of you know that David got a hold of what it it meant to, to understand God's nature when he was out in the field tending the sheep, watching his daddy's sheep? He learned a few things about God. And the longer he stayed out there with those sheep and understood what it was like to take care of them and watch them and protect them and nurture them and shear them, he got a revelation and all of a sudden he thought, this must be how God is with us. And then he wrote the words, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down and grieve. Come on, somebody. He's a good God. He speaks to us from all of our surroundings and, and, and he restores our soul. That's good news for you this morning, amen. amen? David learned something just by walking behind his daddy's sheep. I mean, God can teach you all kinds of stuff from all kinds of places. You can learn wisdom on your way to work on I 95. You don't need a radar detector going off on your dashboard to learn something. Uh oh. How many know there are some things in the natural world that teach lessons that can't be seen any other way because our God is an awesome God. He's a mighty God, and, and he reveals himself throughout nature. How many of you have ever heard of the Big Five? Anybody ever heard of the Big Five? In Africa, they got this thing called the Big Five. It's lions, elephants, rhinos, the leopard, and water buffalo. And they say if you ever go on a safari to Africa and you see all five of them, you've seen one of the world's greatest wonders. It's something to see. People pay a lot of money to go over there. If they see all five, they've had a thrill, amen? And how many know they got the lion? The lion, he's mighty, ain't he? They don't call him the king of the jungle for nothing. That sucker's about nine foot long, and and, and, and he walks around, and every other animal gets out of his way. You know why? Because he's the king. I don't know if you think about this, but nine feet's a good long distance. That's a pretty big cat. He really is the king of the jungle, huh? Isn't that right? And then you got the elephant who weighs about 10 tons and, and he makes shade wherever he goes. How many know when a herd of them things start running through the woods, man, they level trees and brush and everything? They, you get a whole herd of them, they level a square mile. They can do more in the city of Port St. Lucie in one minute than take the city all day to do. Man, they just go wherever they want to go. There's a tree there. Oh, well, excuse me, bam. And then you got the rhino. And how I many you know rhinos got an attitude? Come on, some of y'all been the lion country safari. I know. I mean, the rhino's got an attitude. Amen. Weighs over three and a half metric tons, and you say, "Well, what does he do?" Anything he wants to. Huh? Matter of fact, he's one of the only animals in the kingdom that ain't really intimidated by the lion. He just puts his little hook down there, and he can hook him and throw him up in the air. The rhino's got a chip on his shoulder. Come on now. And then you got the leopard. That's another cat about eight foot long, weighs about 250 to 300 pounds, can almost run 50 miles an hour. And if you think you can get away from him by going up a tree, he can go up the tree too. Knock you out of that tree. And then there's the water buffalo. Got a hard head. Got, I'm telling you, you hit him in the head with a hammer and he just looks at you and you go, what's wrong with you? In Africa, they call that the big five, and and they call it like one of the wonders of the world. It's amazing how God through creation has done some really cool stuff. And you know, if I had been God and I wanted to reveal some of the wisdom of God, I'd probably want to talk about the big five today. You know, the lion, powerful, roars in the jungle. I would have told a guy that was writing the book on wisdom, I would have said, let's talk about the lion or let's talk about the elephant or let's talk about the rhino or the water buffalo or the leopard. Why do you want to talk about an ant? But God told the writer of this scripture, he said, don't talk about the elephant or the lion. He said, let's talk about the things that nobody really pays attention to. So how many of you know, he didn't start teaching about the king of the jungle. He went all the way to the other end of the animal kingdom, all the way to the very low end. And he said, now here's what I want you to pay attention to. Here's some wisdom that you need to get. Here's some wisdom that you need to understand. Amen. How many of you know, God don't always use who you think he ought to use to do what he wants to do. Uh-oh. Come on, brother so-and-so in the Bentley with Secret Service guarding him. And God ain't always using him. Sometimes God wants to use you. And all your your insecurities and all your problems. How many know God can use whoever he wants to? If he can use a donkey to speak to Balaam, he can use you. The Bible teaches us that we ought not think more highly of ourselves. Come on, isn't that right? It's because God is not really looking for champions in the world to use. He's looking... For champions to build he ain't looking for somebody and go around and strut their stuff with their anointing and how awesome they are and how anointed they are and you know and they got a swarm of people running around them because they're just so anointed give me a break come on y'all know what i'm talking about amen he's looking for people that have learned how to just be faithful how to be productive in whatever sphere of influence they've been called to you know, it's amazing to me that most people that are in, in leadership in the ministry have got this backwards, particularly in North America. We've just seen this thing. It's gotten ugly, and, and everybody's trying to get known. You know, they're trying to be known, and rather than realizing it's not an exalting themselves that's important, they just need to move into the full purpose of their life and the full purpose of the call of God on their life. I mean, the Bible said it's the humbling of yourself that allows him to move you into a place of His significance. God likes to work through humility, not from puffed up, pious religion. He likes to work through people that have a heart to serve. Amen. And God begins to teach us that as you humble yourself, then he begins to exalt you and the purposes of your life. A while back we had this, I don't know what I was thinking. I hired this church consultant to help us grow the church a big waste of money. My daddy told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. and uh he taught me into letting this guy come here and preach or not even come here and preach i wouldn't let him preach but i let him get up and talk five minutes uh, he uh this guy wanted special treatment like there was no tomorrow and 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 he wanted uh and listen i believe you honor the man of god i think you know we honor people that are serving the lord but when you have to have special seating and you have to have an armor bearer meet you at the door to carry your briefcase in this little building something's up jack (laughs) And he was a little peeved off that we didn't have somebody standing at the door to meet him and walk him in and sit him on the front row. And I said, hey, man, this is true church. You just walk in and sit down anywhere you want. We don't care. We, we, you know, sit wherever you want to. (laughs) Amen. But a lot of times you see people like that. They just feel like their anointing is so strong. They want somebody to pat them on the back and tell them how wonderful they are. and how great. We're so grateful you came to our church to minister to us. We don't know what we're doing. We were all going to hell before you got here. And, and, And they get up and preach and they got someone running around them with a little towel, dipping their head to keep the sweat off of it while they're preaching. You ever see that? They lean over there and lean their head out there. And they... <laughs> Some of this stuff borderlines ridiculousness. Is that a word? I mean, you know, the, the problem that, that while in the animal kingdom, everybody wants to see the big five. In the church world, we're doing the same thing. huh? We, we want to see the big five, the apostle and the prophet and the teacher and the evangelist. And we just, oh, there's prophet, 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 so-and-so. I said, give me a word. I need a word. Uh, God loves you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, duh. <laughs> I mean, we've seen some real foolish things go in the church now, haven't we? Amen. we we got people that can't even get up out of the baptismal water before you dry the water off of them. Man, they done got, they done got a prophetic call in their life and try to get a meeting, got business cards printed up before they even get dried off out there trying to get a meeting. How many of you know that the only position in the kingdom that is open is called servant? I don't care what kind of call of God you got on your life. It's called servant. And whatever position you got, then you serve the Lord in what he's called you to do. You become a servant. And you know, just because we can put five Bible verses together doesn't mean that God has called us to have an international ministry. Because it's not just about knowing the word, you got to know his voice. You got to be able to hear his voice. Is everybody all right this morning? Am I doing all right? There have been times in my life that I have had to know his voice. Cause in the middle of my trials, I've had so many different contradictory words going on. I got to a point that I didn't know what I believed. And if I couldn't have heard the voice of the Lord, I wouldn't have made it out of some of the trials I got into. Come on now, we've got to know his voice and know that he is able to keep everything that he has committed unto us. That's why it's so important. There's a lot of people out there that know the word and they lost as they can be. You got to know his voice, amen. And, and we got to be able to hear him in the midst of his in the midst of the storm. Listen, I've been into the midst of some storms before and some battles and some wildernesses in my life. And thank God I could hear his voice. Thank God he spoke to me and gave me some direction, and I had something to lean on. Amen. We know people can twist up the word. There's five million different denominations in the world. Which doctrine are you going to believe? Can I just tell you? Believe his voice. He's speaking to us. Amen. That ought to be every believer's prayer in this house this morning. God, teach me how to hear your voice. Lord, let me learn how to recognize and know the voice. Let me hear the noise of heaven in my life. That ought to be our prayer, amen? Teach me how to hear you in the midst of opportunities. Teach me in the midst of battles how to hear your voice. Because if I can hear your voice, then I can obey your voice. And if I can obey your voice, then I can see a breakthrough coming into my life. The truth is, is most of us, most of the time, are just looking for a set of complicated instructions, and, and we're looking for something that's kind of complicated, when all God is just looking for is simple obedience. Do this. Yes, sir. Be faithful to the house. Yes, sir. How many of you know this morning? It's good to have Knowledge. Knowledge will give you the tools that you need to live a good life, an abundant life, a blessed life in the kingdom. But how many of you know that you need to have wisdom with the tools to know how to use the tools that he gives you? Because how many know a power drill ain't going to do you no good if you don't know what the power drill is for? It's the same way in the kingdom. So how many of you want some wisdom this morning? Let me see your hand. Anybody want some wisdom in the house? Praise the Lord. Say, I need some wisdom. This is my yes season. Come on, shout it out. This is my yes season. It's my yes season. And God said, if you want some wisdom, don't underestimate these four little things. And here's why. He said this. He said, the ant prepares for winter in the summertime. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Here's what I've come to tell you this morning. The ant ignores where he is because he's making preparation for where he's going. Let me try it again. The ant ignores where he is because he's making preparation for where he's going. Amen? His message today, if the ant could get up here and preach the sermon this morning, his message is ready yourself, prepare yourself, get ready, get ready, get ready, prepare yourself. There's a new season coming, there's a new day coming, you ain't going to stay where you are, God's moving you to a new realm and a new dimension in every area of your life. It's summertime, but winter's coming, amen, Amen? watch this, he's preparing himself and number one, the ant. Totally disregards what happened last week, what happened last year, all the doors that opened, all the doors that closed, the people that have come, the people that have left. He totally disregards all of his yesterdays because he's focused entirely on his tomorrows. He's preparing for tomorrow. Do you realize how many people are ineffective in the church today because they spend their whole life looking backwards rather than looking to the next season of their life? On what could have been, what should have been, what would have been? And they show up on church on sunday going i missed my opportunity instead of just looking forward listen ladies and gentlemen it's a terrible thing to be 35 years old and you're still crying over what happened when you were 20. There comes a day in our life when we have to stop sitting in the corner feeling sorry for ourselves, sucking our thumb, stand up and say, that's over, it's in the past, it's gone, it shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. But I recognize there's another season coming to my life. I'm not licking my wounds anymore. I'm not crying anymore. I'm not sitting in the mud puddle eating dirty worms anymore. I'm moving into the season of my life that God called, and I'm being prepared. I'm readying myself for what God has for me next. Somebody said, there's a next. Next. There's a next, amen. amen? Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. You will never, ever be wise working backwards. There comes a time in our lives when we have to stop living on memory lane. How many of know there are people in leadership today that refuse to take steps of faith? They're all hunkered down. They're in a defensive posture because the last time they stepped out in faith, they were very disappointed and they don't want to be disappointed again. It's all over the church. There are people today in the church that are afraid to build new relationships. There are people that are afraid right now to plug in the truth church because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. And they're sitting with gifts and calling and anointing on their life, but they don't want to get hurt. You hurt me. Uh, sorry, forgive me. Move on. Tomorrow's a new day. I mean, have people been hurt in some church somewhere all the time. I've been hurt in every church I've been to. Come on now. I've had people love me up one day and then call me the devil the next day. I mean, one day. I'm not exaggerating. So what happens, what happens? They, they spend their whole, their whole life moving forward, looking in the rear view mirror and they're wondering why they keep crashing.
2: Again, that number is 772-342-0047.
0: The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program.
1: Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. That number again is 877 853 7816.
3: Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.